This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The editor-in-chief of the very athletic Bay Area, Tim Kawakami. Kawakami, who has covered the NBA for over two decades. It's time now for the TK Show on the Athletic Podcast Network. Hey everybody, Tim Kawakami here at the TK Show, recording from 49ers headquarters, uh, sitting here with someone you might know, all-pro left tackle Trent Williams. Trent, how you doing today? Good to have you on the show. I'm doing good, man. Appreciate you for having me. Great to have you on. Great to have you on. Oh, I just, I want to start with, I just asked Kyle about you. Because I said, you know what? We see all the highlights, right? The Trent Williams video clips, everybody puts them out there. Uh, And I said, do you show them to the team? Do you, do you like, like everyone appreciate it? Yeah. Well, we also show the bad ones. Yeah. Because just this this Friday, we showed a bunch of them. I said, of Trent? Because (laughs) you bet of Trent. I guess that's part of like, like this, the, the byplay, is that the way Kyle is? And yeah. how do you take it? It's like, yeah, I mean, you check your pride at the door here. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Kyle does it with, with no ill intent. He does it to um, obviously coach the player, but to show the team what he's coaching so that my backup or the opposite guy on the other side, the right tackle, Mike or whoever, can learn from that coaching point. It's not just for me. So... He does a lot of coaching and correcting out loud in front of the team. And, you know, I appreciate it. I learned more football since I've got here than in my previous 10 years of ball. So, um, you know, I love the way he coaches. I think it, it, it allows for everybody to be accountable. And, um, you know, some people, you, you have a good game, you have a bunch of highlights. You, it's easy to overlook three or four reps, you know, when, you know, if you, especially when you win and, you know, uh, you you got like you got reels on on you know everybody's kind of watching the good plays so it's easy for a player to, to kind of forget about some of the things that you could have done better especially after a win so for me I, I love I love the fact that he's um that he 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 can do that and we we respect him enough that it, it doesn't we don't take it personal I know I personally I I definitely don't you know I I love it I'm I you know the only way you last in this league is by being coachable. It's almost like the Tim Duncan thing, right? If the, if the star can get coached, everybody knows they can yeah, get coached. for sure. For sure. He shows the good stuff, too, I imagine. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's going to love you up. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, he, he don't want you just thinking, oh, you can do no wrong. Mm-hmm. So if there's a play that, that you that you may have not handled correctly and everybody can learn from, then, of course, he's going to bring it up. And it, it might be a player where, you know, he might have got embarrassed. He might, he might, not, he might, you know, he might save your pride a little bit and mm-hmm. not show that one. Uh, but you know, you're more so gonna always use any type of coaching point to coach the whole room up. You what? The highlights are incredibly impressive. Right, we see them. Do you kind of come up and see it sometimes on social media and get, oh yeah, that's kind of cool? Because there's like it seems like to be there's one a week of you throwing <laughs> somebody aside with one arm, putting them into the ground, moving across the Buda Baker one. I think everyone yeah. was like, wow. 
did you sometimes go, wow, that's kind of, I, I was pretty good on that. Yeah, honestly, um, the Buddha Baker one, I didn't, I didn't know until I got till after the game about, I didn't know he fell. Mm-hmm. You know, I knew he technically wasn't my guy, yeah. but he showed up so fast that I knew he, Juice had him, mm-hmm. but he, he ran into my track. So I just kind of wanted to, you know, um, what we call, my coach used to call shooting a free throw. You just get a free shot mm-hmm. on the guy going to your guy. Mm-hmm. So I just took my free shot on him, um, and I was trying to hurry up and get back out to the corner who was my responsibility. So um, at the time, I didn't know if I screwed Juice up or not, because <laughs> sometimes if you yeah. take a guy's person for too long, they might think, all right, we switching it. Yeah. And, and yeah. Juice is a very smart player. He he can play off. He knows my assignment and his assignment. So if I don't know and I accidentally take his, he knows how to play off mine and go to the right guy. So Juice, he, he's one of those saviors for us where you can put him in any position. He kind of knows everything. So I immediately um, look back like, dang, did I put too much on him? Did I, did I mess the play up? And, you know, I would, everybody was, you know, shaking my hand on the sideline. But I'm just like, man, you know, did I did I do the right thing? Did I screw Juice? That was my only biggest question. So uh, long story short, after the, you know, after the game, you see all the all the highlights on social media. I'm like, oh, I did get a two for one. <laughs> so I was kind of, you know, I found that out retro. But uh, yeah, it was. It's it's always it's it's always nice in my opinion because I think we've came so far to people only watching the ball yeah. to now. Um, you know, we're we're being able to highlight some of those guys in the trenches who are doing who are doing some pretty good work that kind of goes unseen when you talk about the conventional football fan. Do you feel like you're playing your best right now? Is this the best Trump Oh, uh, That's the plan. The plan is to continually get better every year. Um, so I, I definitely think that I have grown from some things that I was doing last year that you guys probably didn't even notice. Yeah. But, you know, me and Chris, Chris has been, you know, a godsend for me. He's family, Coach Furster. I've been knowing them since, you know, my first day I walked in the locker room. So we have that relationship to where, you know, good isn't good enough. We're always looking for ways to to tweak this thing, tweak this to make it better, to be more productive or, you know, um, to get the job done in a better way. So we, we've tweaked some things this year and I think they they've been doing they've been paying off pretty well. And, you know. At the end of the day, a lineman's job isn't done until the season's over with. We have a collective body of work. You know what I'm saying? I can't, like, get off to a good start and lead the league in rushing yards and kind of everybody will remember my name, whether I end up as a leader or not. You know, for us, it's all about that next play. It don't matter how many people I knock down, you know, pull into the edge. And if that next play... I get beat for a sack, forced fumble. Nobody gives a damn about what just happened. So we, we, we're on a, a one snap basis. And I think for me, that's how I operate. I operate best. So, you know, it keeps me going to the next play. And it, you know, I'm a competitive person. So I'm always looking for that perfect game. And, you know, this is so, it's impossible to play the perfect game. And it's kind of like, that's what's keeping me here. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, to, so just to answer the question, yeah, my I do think I'm playing better than I played, but that's you know by virtue of how I want it to go. It's you know, still, what I'm saying? It's yeah. still going. If there's a general way to a, a fan or I might notice where you think you improved from last year, what would that be? Just like the, the area. Uh, it's little technical things, yeah. you know, like when you got a 
get a guy off the ball, dig a guy off the ball. You got to open up a running lane. If you're out running, you know, pulling, running full speed at a little guy, it's not much more critiquing you can do there. Um, but it's more so in the nuances of the game and just pass protection and, you know, things of that nature, foot footwork just in the beginning of the play, uh, whether it be run or pass, um, body position, you know, um, Stand in more, stand more in control. Uh, you know, so it's the little things because, you know, you can go out there and not give up a sack for, you know, a number of games and, and still not do it the right way. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it takes, it takes somebody who can accept coaching and it takes a coach who's not scared to, to coach a guy who's been in the league a long time and has some success. So I think I got the perfect storm here where I'm, I know I'm definitely getting coached no matter what. No matter how how good a game I played or how bad a game, I'm, I'm always get coached to the to the best of to the best of his ability, and then I'm accepted to the best of my ability. So when you were in Washington, I mean, it made clear that you wanted to come to the 49ers. That's why the trade happened. Uh, were you all worried that that is because because the relationship Kyle has with the owner there? I thought like that's not going to happen. That's the oh one. yeah for sure. I mean, that's why it didn't happen a year before. Yeah. You know, they live. He literally told me and my agent, like, you know, you, are you serious? I think 49ers had the best offer on the table at the time. You know, I don't want to say what it was. Okay. You know, <laughs> it was <laughs> a high they, draft pick. Let's probably say they had, they had a high draft pick and, a, you know, a pretty good player on the board. And, um, you know, obviously <laughs> they, they pretty much laughed at us and like, you think we're going to send you to Cal out of all people and that. Undefeated and just so happened they were playing the Redskins or the Commanders that week. Uh, so it was like, yeah, I don't, we don't mm-hmm. care what, you know, what they offering us at this point. You're not, we're not gonna, we're not gonna, um, do them a favor by sending you over there in the midst of a, what can be a, you know, Super Bowl season. So that's why that trade didn't happen then. And, you know, it actually, it took some, took some willing and dealing, man. I had to go out and reach out. On my own, because obviously after sending that and getting turned down, you think, man, what's, you know, not, you know, I'll send multiple high round picks for a guy who's getting ready to turn with 32, I think. I think I, yeah, I think I was turning 32. So you're not going to send multiple, you know, high round, like who, who would? I, I don't, no matter how good a player you are, it's still, you know, you got to look towards the future. So, um, I actually had to, get on the phone and kind of reach out. Like, man, I was getting ready to go to Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And the deal was pretty much locked in at like, uh, I want to say it was the fifth round pick. Yeah. I think they was, they was trying to get two fifth round picks. And, uh, you know, so I called and I told him, I think I told Kyle, I was like, man, you know, what's up? I'm about to get dealt to Minnesota. He was like, man, you know, they, they're not going to send you over here. They're going to want, you know, multiple first-round picks and this and that. And I'm like, listen, man, I get what they were saying last year, but right now the deal is is about 80% done, and it's right now all I'm hearing is a fifth-round pick. So he was like, what? I <laughs> know <laughs> that ain't right. He's like, well, if that's the case, we can beat that by a mile, you know. And I said, yeah, that's the case. So, of course, they revisited, you know, and – um they, they, they obviously outbid Minnesota. And then 
the Rams came into to the picture yeah. at the end. Who was the Rams, man? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm I was just as close with Sean as I was yeah. with Kyle at the time, and I've been been knowing him about the same amount of time. Um, and uh, so, you know, it was tough telling Sean no, but I mean. Honestly, they wanted me to play guard at first. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah. not to the point in my career where I want to kick down inside, you know. So I get it. I've been out football for a year. Nobody, you know, nobody knows, quote, unquote, what my ability are. If I, you know, the cancer med or the recovery med took some ability or med took took a toll or whatever. So, you know, that kind of kind of made it easy to, to kind of turn down. Around, especially when I knew I would, they wanted me to play guard, you know, and then the last second they made a, a last, last minute push to say, oh, you can go to tackle. And, but at that point, I had already had my eyes set to come here and I was just like, you know, coach, I, you know, maybe after the season, maybe revisit or something. But, you know, for right now, I think I'm 49ers getting my best chance to succeed, at, you know, not only, not only as a team, but as, as an individual player. You bring up Washington. I know that game's a little bit in the future, but some emotion about that. They did basically, I mean, they essentially assumed you were a malingerer or whatever <laughs> it was. Like, I mean, do you have some emotions about all that? Nah, I mean, so much turnover in the NFL. Yeah. Three years later, it ain't hardly anybody over there. Totally there though. Yeah, no, I mean, it is, but he looked like he on his way yeah. out too, so. I mean, at the end of the day, he done been through enough. I ain't the type of person want to kick somebody while they're down. Yeah, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's football, man. Uh, I get it. Everybody handles their business different. Mm-hmm. You know, if you look, go back in the history of guys get over 30 and they decline. Yeah. You know, that's, you know, some some people will take history and, and apply it to now. You know, every time some people look at it and see what they see and say, all right, well, he looks a little different at 30, 33 or whatever than the guys we're used to seeing. And, you know, whoever, it's, it's all about how you run your business. I don't, I'm not, I'm not taking it personal. I mean, they, they, my 10 years there, I, nine of those were amazing years. And, you know, we had the one where how, how it ended, but if 99, if 90% of my time there was, you know, I had no complaints. I'm not going to sit and complain about the one year or hold that grudge. Forever, you know, I, I don't think it's worth it. I don't think it allows me to grow as a person if I'm going to continue to play victim and think, oh, well, they, you know, they did me wrong. They did this. Like, oh, it's, it's a business, man. The guys got done a lot worse than me. Yep. Uh, you know, some guys that could have been the end all be all. And to me, it just added gas in the tank. And I was able to, you know, revive my career under a coaching staff that, Help me start my career and know me best. So um, I'm definitely not not. I don't have any hard feelings. I mean, honestly, I I appreciate it. Yeah. You know, shoot. I mean, I got ultimately I got to the place I wanted to be and needed to be. You know, and shoot. That that's all that matter. Well, let's at the end of the day, I mean, I was still what one of the top commander players, and you know, I was still. So it's like, you know, I can't have hate there because yeah. I've done so much good things there and it'll go down in history. It's like, what am I, you know, what am I doing at my age and my maturity level to still, you know, do something that I know is counterproductive, which is hold a grudge. Yeah. It's very healthy. Very healthy. Uh, let's get to this team. You know, you start the season with the, with Trey, 
with Jimmy in limbo. Then Jimmy comes on and you get to where you are. And then Jimmy, at some point, do you like, what is going on here? No, or are you no. just like, you know what? This, no, we just move on. It's football. Yeah. I can see if it was like guys getting pulled and say, hey, we got, this is our dude, but oh no, we going to sub him out for this dude. It's like, I mean, the world seen what happened to Trey. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were just so, so grateful and, and blessed that Jimmy was still in our building, you know, so being able to go back to him, which I think was, it speaks volumes to the, to the organization and to Jimmy about how they can still handle such a tense situation and still have mutual respect and still have, you know, and treat each other the way they treat each other so that, you know, reconciliation is possible. Yeah. And obviously the reconcile came a lot quicker than what, what anybody would have thought of, but that affords you those abilities when you handle your business the right way. And I think, you know, that speaks volumes for the ownership, the front office, and for Jimmy himself. So having Jimmy in, obviously, you know, the guys love Jimmy. Jimmy's been here longer than any other quarterback. The guys love him. I mean, he's, he's such a guy's guy. So it's very easy getting behind him. And, you know, obviously we we know what happened to him. And then you get Brock Purdy, which has been uh, kind of a – I wouldn't say elephant in the room, but he's been a pleasant surprise to everybody in the building when you think about getting the last pick of the draft, a quarterback who's somewhat undersized. But, you know, from the minute he stepped in, I looked at him like, man, you can see the confidence like like spewing out of him. And it's not arrogance. It's just confidence. That Sunday? Not this Sunday from the first day he walked in here. It's like when you see him. Throw passes on scout team. You see him like I didn't. I didn't seen him like get after some scout team wide receiver. I didn't seen him get after some some active wide receivers, and they not running, and you know they not doing what they supposed to do. It's just in them. It ain't even like it comes out before he even realizes. Yeah. Oh shit, I might be yelling at Debo. You know what I'm saying? It's like for him, it's just that competitive spirit, and you see it, and it's like. Even after he throws a dime, everybody, you know, good job, good throw. And you, everybody comes to congratulate him. And, you know, he's locked in for the next throw. It's like, you know, it's not no, oh, yeah, appreciate that, man. I was a good throw. It's like, you know, it's kind of like almost like, yeah, I want to congratulate him. But it's like, I'm going to break his concentration. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> part of me want to be like, man, just relax, man. This is scout team reps. But then again, you understand that how he got to this point. It's his makeup, you know, and. And uh, for us to have, you know, I think pay what Subfield a pretty penny yep. to to be the to be the backup, and for a guy to come in and impress the coaching staff as much as he did to unseat a guy who was basically paid to be in that position, you know, I think it speaks that speaks to to what everybody's seen. And another not a takeaway from Nate. I mean, you know, obviously Nate didn't even last a second on the waiver wire. He's a great player, but you know, if everybody would have seen what we've seen and they would understand, you know, and it's just now everybody get to see it. And it's crazy how to, how to, how this game works, how the world works. And we think about Brock being able to come in and I mean, he played the whole game. You can yeah. say come in and finish, but he literally played, he missed what about four or five plays. Yeah, like played like 50 snaps, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you think about it like that. It's like, damn, this dude had to know the game plan. Mm-hmm. You don't just, you come in at halftime of third quarter, you all right, all right, they doing this. We know this is the, this is what they're calling this week. So we can call plays and you know, you might be able to say, All right, well I know this play because it goes to this coverage. But 
at that point, we had no idea what, what that flavor of the week, what yeah. we call it, that game plan was for us. And he came in and executed our game plan. He threw plays on, he threw routes on time. You know, he went through progressions. Um, you know, he, he just, he stood in there and got hit and delivered the ball, yeah. which is, you know, something that a lot, a lot of quarterbacks have a hard time doing. Uh, so I just think, you know, it's definitely not, it's definitely not luck. I think it's a lot. It has a lot to do with his makeup. I could talk to you forever. I don't want to take too much of your time, so I promise you. So let's get to it. Yeah, I appreciate all of the football. Well, I'll ask you another one. Like, you were there when Trey, after the first game, and Trey blended on himself. I remember you were standing right there, and I asked you about it. Like, is that How much does that mean to teammates, to, for a quarterback, to just say those things? It's on me. It's my mistake, my fault. I mean, it means a lot when you have when you hear it, you know, when you hear somebody say that, but – I mean, we, we know. I mean, for them, they get a lot of credit when we win and they get a lot of credit when we lose. I mean, they get a lot of criticism when we lose. So, you know, for them, it, it kind of deads all of the criticism that can be shared to the teammates or why things ain't happening. So that that is like, you know, uh, diving on the bomb to save everybody else, and it, which is, I mean... For a guy that young, I've seen young quarterbacks not be able to handle a press conference after a tough game, whether it be their fault or, or the team's fault. You know, it, it's such a hard thing to navigate because the way that the the way the headlines work and the way the media work, it can get to you. You know, especially if you're a young guy in this league. So to see a young guy go up there and to take credit for a shitty game that, that really wasn't his fault, really, you know, it. it he he couldn't. I mean, it wasn't his fault at all. But he he took that just so the teammates and had to take that. Which, yeah, you admire people like that. You you that's the type of people you want in your locker room. But it, I mean, you know, from a teammate standpoint, you know that it that it's not all it's not all him. One person can't win or lose you the game. You you, you know we know that it, um, as football players. So it, it, we never look at it like that. Well, I mean, he should take credit. Cause nah, like, <laughs> you know, everybody has their, their hand in a loss. Everybody has their hand in a win. It's just, you're going to win as a team. You're going to lose as a team. You know? All right. Now I'll ask you the question. I can't wait to ask you. I've asked, this is how I end all my podcasts. Trent Williams, what's your favorite book right now? <laughs> so my favorite, favorite book right now, I want you to say, you probably read it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's Think and Grow Rich. But uh, they have a it's think and grow rich a black choice, so it's it's kind of like a um, it just to me to me it helps. It's a confidence builder, mm-hmm. you know. It, it lets you know how important manifestation is and how how important it is to always control your thoughts and generate them in the right direction, and you know, and how how manifesting what you want in life is. It, it all starts between the ears. And mm-hmm. if you can't see it between the ears, you probably won't see it in person. But like the secret, right? It, yeah, like the secret. Yeah. It's, it's damn sure it's kind of, it just, it's, it's kind of geared towards minorities because, mm-hmm. you know, people might be in a tough situation where all you wake up and all you see is poverty and crime. And you, and that's pretty much all you think about because that's all you see. Mm-hmm. And it, it gives you examples of people who grew up in those. Same time, same kind of um, rough conditions, but the mind frame, the way they thought about their life was ultimately the biggest contributing factor for them to, to upgrade their life. And 
the people who, who didn't see it that way usually never upgraded themselves and usually kind of stayed in that, you know, below that poverty line. That's the, and the, you know, the author or the... The art is Napoleon Hill and uh, I forgot the other guy. Okay, that's great. We can just, just Google it from there. Yeah. I, I love looking these stuff and I'm going to read it. Yeah. Trent, I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks no so problem. much, man. I'm going to lose all your time. Oh, you're good. Uh, that's appreciate the show for today. Everybody, thanks so much. <laughs>